Princess, you could never guess how happy I am to be here. Yeah, I bet you are. It's a good thing you don't bring your old man along on trips like these. Hey, wait a minute. Let's just Such leave my husband out of it.
Hi, I'm Juni Giscombe, and you're watching The Real Soundcheck Podcast. Hi, this is Carl McIntosh from the group Loose Ends, and you are watching The Real Soundcheck Podcast. What's up, people? This is your boy Omar saying you're watching the Real Soundcheck podcast. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome, evening, welcome, evening, welcome, welcome. Yes, yes, yes. Is that me hearing some interference? Some static going on somewhere. Yeah, I'm hearing some. I'm hoping it's not me. It's gone now. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. We're getting a fine this week again, Dave. Is that what's been going on? The fines are racking up. Is that what's been going on? That's how we're moving now, man. Has Dave got a jar? Has Dave got a jar? Got an interference jar. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you good for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Get myself a new mic. <laughs> <laughs> that, that you can turn on. <laughs> Sorry, I did promise that I wouldn't turn. Nah, this, wouldn't this, this, this mic is this mic is 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 survived. I'm yeah. sure I had this when I was 19. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah, you oh, see wow. how he said, oh, wow. No, oh, is that the other day? No, oh, wow, you know. <laughs> like, damn. Damn. This Robert Kevin Hart. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> let's, 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 let's just start again, shall we? Let's just start again. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome. Good evening, everyone. We and welcome <laughs> to the Real Soundship Podcast. <laughs> The most professional, oh. unprofessional, professional podcasts uh, broadcast live every Monday on multiple channels. Live. 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 No pre-record, man. Live. No pre-records. We're live uh, on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook right now. So big up all the crew who's so watching us on whatever platform you're watching us on, whether you're watching the replay or you're watching us live. Uh, we thank you for being here and checking us out. Big up to all the regulars. Uh, if you're a newcomer, it's your first time here. Welcome, same way. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Um, and feel free to like uh, and share uh, the stream with someone as well. All right. Yes, don't forget to uh, subscribe, as you see on the screen as well. Please share the link. Invite someone to the dance. You never know. They just might like it. Three of us in this week. Friction. Surinoit. And uh, Evening. truly, back in at the ends. Mm-hmm. So what's been going on, man? What's well, I think on? we need to start with you because you're back in at the ends. <laughs> <laughs> questioning, questioning his, his reasonings why. Like. Yeah, man. I'm, like, why am I here? Just look outside and just why? <laughs> How did I get here? What are what are us? <laughs> it's actually the worst time to go anywhere tropical, anywhere sunny. This is the worst time to go because you see when you come back. Jeez. It's it's depressing. It is, man. When that when that airplane buses that cloud, 
and bro. you realise you're back in Grey Britain. Bro. Not Great Britain, you know, Grey Britain. Grey Britain. Bro, it was before. You know, that's a t-shirt. It, was, it is, it is, isn't it? It is, it is. It was before I got here because from before I even came back, um, I was hearing the stories of the weather that was here and I was hearing that everyone's got cold yeah, over here. That's what I was hearing. Yeah, and you know, like when you're on the plane and the, um, the pilot, Says, good evening, and gentlemen. Welcome aboard. Blah 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 blah. We'll be heading to London Heathrow <laughs> Airport, and uh, the time, local time over there is blah blah blah. And the, the weather is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rubbing it in, you know. My man says. First of all, my man says we hear the temperature is um, a little above freezing, maybe one degree. Oh, I've just been corrected. It's zero degrees. Zero. <laughs> it's actually freezing. It's like... a, and I'm thinking, yo, bro. <laughs> I beg, why are you just going to keep that shit to yourself? You know what I mean? All we want to do is reach. We don't need to, we don't need to know what we're getting into. We just want to reach. Are you, are you one of those man. people that travels back in your holiday clothes or do you prepare for the return? Nah, man. I came, I came, I stepped off the plane in my sandals and my shorts. Yep. Yeah. What? That is the yeah, worst. What? That's the worst. I stepped off the plane. <laughs> sandals sandals and, shorts. and shorts. Do you know wow. what? Do you know partly why I did I did try to prepare, but I bought my jeans in my in my uh, hand luggage on the plane. But I left the belt, so I couldn't. I okay. couldn't. I wasn't gonna be like okay. them youths. You'd be holding come them up. up <laughs> yeah, come, come off the plane with my batty at the door. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do that. Customs are looking so, at you sideways, like, hmm. Do you know what I mean? Anything you know to mean? declare. Yeah. People have already had their dog sniffing around me when I came out as it was. So Mm-mm. I didn't need to make matters worse. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so, yeah, man. Yeah, man I to come back from the road. 30s to the the zeros and ones and twos Mate, is something else. Literally, man. literally man. zeros, man. And it's I when d- you step off the plane, it's like, why? Why am I here? <laughs> why, why am I here? Why are we here? Why are we here? Because, okay, right. Look, 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 right. So, a short I might be able to understand, right? Shorts on my way to, but sandals like bruh. open toe, yeah, bro. What other sandals are there? <laughs> 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 because I'm thinking it's like you carry like, crocs, you never had crocs, crocs on. Nasta, nasta. <laughs> on brand, nasta. open toe, open, open foot, open toe, man. Because it's foot. like if there was someone there with a DJ croc banner, you know, ready to collect you, I was like, yeah, but, okay, cool. But, Bro, you know what? Over here is, is is it's not so bad though because when you step off over here, you step off mm. into that the the tunnel mm. thing. You're not yeah, outside yeah. outside. When mm. you step off the plane over there, you're mm. outside outside. Outside, yeah. yeah I understand? Yeah, and they make so you walk across. Yeah, it wasn't so bad here because I stepped mm. off into into the thing. So <laughs> that's a, that's a different type of climate change though. Like that one, you look forward to. Yeah, when you yeah, step yeah, out yeah, and yeah. that hot, that first breath of hot air hits your lungs, Licks, you're like, yeah. Yeah, whoa, yeah, man, I'm here. <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. I remember so, going to, um, I went to Florida one time and we got off the plane and the, the airport was air conditioned. Mm. You see when that door opened? Yeah, man. Yo, I'm talking, this is summer, you know, like we went there for summer holidays, August. When that Yo. door opened, it was like, like, whoa, sheesh. Yeah. There was a brother over there. It was something else, man. There was a brother I met over there, and he was from Florida. And he was saying in the summer months, it's murderous. The heat mm. is murderous out yeah, there. Man. He said it's, it's, it's just it's yeah. crippling. You know what I mean? <laughs> the first time I ever got so, sunburnt in my life was in Florida. I went wow. there for the 60s holidays, man. And we went fishing. Listen, mm. the hole on my back, my mm-hmm. forehead, my ears, my nose, everything mm-hmm. gone. 
Mm-mm. Imagine we was out all day, you know, fishing. Mm-mm. The next day, I was, I was in so much pain in the shower. Like, oh, what is going no. on? Oh, no. mm-hmm. Holidays spoil. Well, it was, <laughs> it was, it was beautiful, man. It was, um, it was the one word that can just sum it up is paradise. You know, Saint yeah. Lucia is where I was. It mm. was, it was paradise, man. Nice. It was absolutely paradise. The sun, the whole island is just lush green, lush green. Nice. And then you come back and someone just turned down the contrast. It's gone from Technicolor, true Technicolor, <laughs> yeah, man, to just turn down the contrast, black and white. Black and white, man. Black and white. The mist is like the fuzz. <laughs> yeah, man. When the plane was coming in, there was, I look out the window, there was no green. There was no blue. There was nothing. It was just grey, dusty, dirty, thinking. I was vexed. I was vexed. I didn't want to be, but oh, rah. Butch. It's Good evening, Butch. Well. You, have to, you have to do something with your sound, brother, and come what? back. Does he know he's in? Yeah, he's just muted, I think. Someone's muted. I've just he's muted him. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have to do something with your sound, Butch. Um, so, yeah, it's good to be back, Dave, apart from the weather. In fact, no, it's not good to be back. I was just about to say, after all that, how easily the, the lies roll off our tongues. No, <laughs> We've been it's conditioned. Not, it's not good to be back. It's good, not, yeah, sorry, I, I caught myself. I, yeah. caught, I caught myself. It's yeah, not man. good to be back. It's not actually not good to be back at all. It's not. And I nearly extended my stay. I very nearly extended my stay. Mm, so, yeah. How long were you there for? Uh, the week. Just a week, week, yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. nice getaway. Yeah. Oh, if 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 you're not following Croc on Instagram, go check him out at Croc UK, at DJ Croc UK, and you'll see the waterfalls that he was uh, under. You're gonna yeah, see the good, green Butch. that is yes, doing thing. Welcome, yeah. Mr. Butch Cassidy. Hello. Hey. Yes. Hey. Good evening. Sorry. Continue. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So you know, if you ain't following uh, at DJ Croc on Instagram, go do that. And also the other brothers as well, they got their, their socials that you can also follow, as well as following the Real Soundtrack podcast on the various platforms as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good evening to all the people in the chat, coming into the chat. Good evening to the family. Good evening to our wonderful mod, Mitchie Boo, in the place. Good evening, Mitchie. Happy Monday. Uh, thank you for being here, looking after us. We appreciate you. Thank you. Indeed. Good evening, DJ Marvelous, who nearly made, made me miss this evening session car. I was listening to DJ Marvelous on um, <laughs> Raw Soul Radio about about I'm making reels for DJ Marvelous. About I'm listening to DJ Marvelous and I'm sending it to her. You know, like I don't have things to do. Like I don't have my own <laughs> something to come live and do this evening. I'm glad you admitted it because I was going to throw you under the bus. <laughs> I was about to call, call you and say, "Marvelous, listen, you need to stop it." In it, listen. Make him late for his let own me, podcast. Let me, let me just say, let me just say on, on record, yeah, DJ Marvelous is is my favorite neo soul DJ. DJ, my favorite neo soul, and that's no disrespect to all of my neo soul playing brethrens and sisters, but DJ Marvelous is the one. I, I, my girl has. She, she just has a, a, a an an ear for amazing music. I don't know how she her levels are just. <laughs> up, up, up. I mean, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Just consistently every week, Raw Soul Radio, seven p.m. every Monday. If you want to nice up your Monday evening, just wash off the crosses from having to go back to work. Just tune into Raw Soul Radio, uh, either on the tuning app or on the on the. The website 7 p.m. every Monday evening, and you're nice. Trust. Thank me later. Nice. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good evening, Miss Naturally J. Good evening, Miss Naturally J. Happy Ooh, Monday salam, to salam. you. 
great to see you in the place. Um, Black Gypsy, what up, Kerry? Great to see you in the place. Always a pleasure. Soka Rider, bless up yourself. Good to see you in the place. Happy Monday to you. Great to see you. Uh, G-Force is oh, in the yes. building. Um, bless up. G-Force choke hazard. That time of climate. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That type of climate. Remember it when you went to Thailand. Lol, mm. that's that's some different. That must be some different level heat and um, humidity. I guess. Mm. Mm. I mean, sometimes it's not even just the, so much the heat. You know, it's the humidity. Yeah, yeah. That really mm. does it. Definitely. You know I mean, big up to Miss um, <coughs> G in the building. Good evening, Miss G. Miss G. Good evening, Miss G. Um, good evening to you. Good evening, the Diva speaks. T dot. Is in the building. Bless up, Diva. Great to see you in the place. Um, mm. Yeah, all the family rolling in. Uh, great to see you all coming in. Yes, man. Yes, man. Yes, mm-hmm. man. And all the anonymous viewers, welcome. Yeah, man. All those who don't have an account. Yeah. So they, they might be viewing on on Facebook, on YouTube. So we can't necessarily see who it is. But if you want to shout out, no, we um, can. We can if they message. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. No. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, so if you want to. Yeah, if you want to get a shout out, um, just drop us a message in the chat, whichever platform you're on. Just drop a message in the chat. We'll see. Um, if you are on Twitch, then you're gonna have to create an account, which is as easy as dropping in your email, create an account, and then you can engage in a conversation. I think, given some of this evening's topics, you may want to prepare for that now, because mm. we're going to be touching on some some interesting subjects this evening. Yeah. Same with YouTube. All you need is an email account, is an email address. Sorry. Um, Mm-hmm. Or if you've got a Gmail email address, then you can just just log in. Just just log in on your Gmail email address. Um, good evening to Melissa Gilly. Just roll in the in. building. Bless up, Melissa. Happy Monday to you. Good evening to you too. Great to see you. Um, so yeah, what's been going on, fellas? What's been going on? What's been going on? What's <laughs> been going on? What's well, been going with on? me, this has been a pretty mild week. Pretty chilled, enjoyable. Um, Went to a couple of dinners, and one of the dinners, when I tell you this, this, this uh, Yorkshire pudding, oh, like took up, took up <laughs> about a third of the plate. It was yeah. just huge. It was like tall, and it was yeah. just wide, and yeah, it was nice. Though it was but, nice. But was that a good thing or a bad thing? It was a good thing. Okay, because depending it's on how it tastes, <laughs> that could be either a good thing or yeah. a bad thing. You understand? Yeah, I didn't quite need a sword to get into it, but, you know, the knife was pretty high before it came all the way down. And whatnot. <laughs> Did they put okay. the food in the Yorkshire pudding or was it on a separate plate? Nah, it was, it was in the plate. So it was, you know, all in, in one. Plate. It was like a roast, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was like a car nice. right. Yeah, that was nice. And then got to see what Butch saw the other week, which was the... Um, the Hunger Games. <laughs> see what I said? See exactly what I said? Yeah. 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 Went to see What did you expect? With... It's the Hunger Games, man. Yeah, but you know... Like the, the first, first ones, ones were all right. All right. Yeah, yeah. How long ago was that? That was the first ones, man. Everything in the recent ones. Come on. Even I saw that. Even I saw that today on my bandulu.com and just says, why am I even going to waste my time? Is someone actually going to be typing that now? Ban <laughs> if they ever. You know what? You know when you do the real stuff, it is. Let's see if that comes up in the auto text. Yeah, bandulu.com. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting um, adventure, shall we say? It didn't really kind of um, grab you, grab you. 
but you know the theme is it was was interesting but there was a lot of really coincidences that like oh coincidentally that oh that's very convenient oh that's very convenient so mm. it was okay. cool okay yeah. all right all right Frick, what's that going on? Yeah, man. All good, man. All good. Uh, quick salute to Diesel, the grown folks in tech who's not with us mm-hmm. uh, this evening. Shout out to the brothers. There's usually yes, seven yes. of us, but uh, we're holding up the fort today. But yeah, man. Uh, I just had my head down, man. I've had my head down. I'm kind of preparing for 2024. Mm. You know, you just start sort of thinking what the plans are for next year. So mm. I've just been journaling and just taking notes and mm. delving further and further into the world of AI. Lord of mercy, what I think. <laughs> it's gone. It's, it's, <laughs> is, this a, is this good or, ba- or bad? Uh, it depends on how you look at it, but the developments are good, like very exciting, lots of doors opening, lots of new um, like integrations and just, I mean, ChatGPT in itself, if you haven't followed the um, the trajectory, like where it is at the moment, it's, it's unbelievable compared to where it was when it first came out. They're on like, you know, version 4, ChatGPT 4. You've got plugins in there. You can now create your own GPT, so you can customize your own GPTs. So you don't need to give it no more big long prompts. You can just give it the prompt once and it's like an app. For, in, for, it, for t- novices in like me, what is GPT? What is ChatGPT? So it's, it's basically like um, a... AI platform that you can just talk to. So, right. what does it stand for? It stands for um, Dave. What does it stand for? Do I know? can't remember what the Chat GPT for. All I know is you tell it to do stuff and it does stuff it and does it brings it. you stuff. Yeah. So you might say, okay, give me the temperatures in UK from 2010 to 2020, and it go, here you go. Da, 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 da. Wow. Okay, and then if you can follow on the question in terms of, okay, now break it down by by individual city by month. Oh, here's the table for you. Wow. Rewrite my CV in uh, in the vein of applying for a plumber or a lawyer or a blah blah blah. So you could put your CV in and it will rewrite it in that in that tone wow. and give you an intro and outro and everything else. Write a cover letter that it, that doesn't sound too, you know, what I mean that sounds professional but not begging, and it will do wow. exactly what you ask it to do. Wow. Write write me a six month marketing plan for x y and z um for this target audience and you can say right take week one and develop a strategy based on that marketing plan now take that strategy and write 10 pieces of content for each day in that strategy no way yep it's crazy but one of the biggest things go on no go on go on i was going to say one of the biggest developments for me was the, the so they, they released an update a few weeks back maybe two weeks ago now mm. and like i said you can now create your own gpt so before every command you have to give it a prompt right so you'd have to say you know um you're a branding expert um go and do this so you, you give it like um like i said like a prompt which would create like a criteria you know you'd say you're a an employment expert or you're a marketing expert so it takes on that persona Right. What you can do now is you can create your own, like little apps inside of there. So you can you tell it once. So you can. So that's go. then it creating personas to do the work that you yes. want. So you now have. You've only got to tell it once. You have an employment team, basically. Yes. You have an employment you have team. Yeah. You can person, have your secretary. You can person, have. Yeah. 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 
Right. There was one student, it was on one of the meme things, one student stood up at these, uh, these ceremony and he said, oh, thank you to all the teachers, thank you to everyone that helped me, thank you, chat GPT, and <laughs> everyone started bussing up. It's real. Mm. I'm telling you, it's real out here. It's, it's, what it can do, if you know how to use it properly, it's, it's, it's like having, like you said, a whole team that's just ready to go. Like, just tell me what to do. I'm ready. Just tell me what to do. The other side of it is obviously the impact of that with those who aren't really ready for what's going to happen in yeah. terms of, you know, turning a blind eye to it, putting your head in the sand, um, not preparing your business to be AI ready. You know, this is like the beginning of the internet. This is like the dial up era of internet. It's just started. And there was a period where people said, oh, I don't need a website. I'm, I'm ranked number one in yellow pages. Yeah. See how long <laughs> that lasts for. Right. See, how, see how well that treats you in three or four years time. Yeah, you know what I mean? But there's, there's a whole heap of other tools. Yeah, man. There's tools in, is just there's, one. There's tools in music. There's tools in video. In video. There's tools in right now. You can, you could text to video. You yeah. could literally just talk to the thing and, and write out, oh, I want a video with a background floating over the Caribbean Sea, whatever, mm-hmm. and it will produce the video for you. Yeah. It's amazing. All right. I'm something so, to learn. Mm. So, yeah. Well, so, that was... Go on. No, all I was going to say is that if the film Super Intelligence is something that you might want to watch as well. Okay. Super I think Intelligence. you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. I'm on that. AI-based. Yeah. I'm on that. All right. So that was leading up to the weekend, and then I played out Saturday. Um, How did that event go? That was the elders and the youngers event that you were talking about. That's right. It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was good, man. It was good. It was a challenge for me because um, it was very much a younger audience to, to what I'm used to playing to. To get me, so I had to kind of really navigate my way through. From I got there, I says, yeah, this this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. So. It was very much a, like I said, a younger crowd and a commercial crowd. Ooh. So it was like I looked at my playlist and I was like, "Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna go. Move uh-huh. up, yeah, that's gonna go. Uh-huh. Bring up some some this, bring up some that, bring up some." Yeah. So yeah, but it went well. It went well. We had an hour each. There was four of us now, five of us in total. Um, it was a good night, man. Good night for Wolves because, like I said, it was some of the younger DJs from Wolves, and then um, some of the. Oh, but I was representing the, the eldest, <laughs> which was interesting. How did the um, fast mixing from one of the... I saw a little clip that you put up. He was doing all that fast trick mixing and chopping out the, the edits and could do things quick. How did that set go? Yeah, man, it went well. It went well. I'll tell you, yeah. the, the best part of the set was the remixes. So I've done a series of remixes before I went there. I thought, I'm not going to risk doing it on the fly. So I just done it mm. beforehand. So I just found a mm. few a few rhythms... Um, Benjamin's like you know the type of ones that you know it's kind mm-hmm. of a dance floor type rhythm um, and then just put a few dance hall tracks on there and that went down really well mm. I, I was glad I had them in the clutch because it could have gone could have gone different or I would have had to work I would have had to have worked a lot harder if I didn't do that mm-hmm. that made my life easier yeah, I've started doing yeah. that as well yeah, man. that spot that I do in, in Peckham which tends to be a slightly younger more commercial crowd than I'm used to, mm. so I've started doing that as well, rolling with some some hot ones. <laughs> Ready to go, yeah, man. Because I mean, why not? You, you know, it's it's your mix. You could do it live if you want to, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know how it's going to go. Just do it beforehand, record it, yeah, 
drop it in the creative nice yeah man yeah man they can't under can't underestimate them ones man Mm -hmm. and i I went out as i got back actually i forgot to say this earlier on when i got back um so i got back from st lucia in the morning and i went skating in the evening um there was a a a roller skating jam in brixton Uh, brixton rex skating vibes were doing a jam there and i went and um it was nice. That was, that was the one saving grace from coming back into the cold climate mm. is I could go out and roll. Just, I could go and roll out the same night in my ends, local. <laughs> so that was beautiful. But yeah, the music, was, that's another conversation. We'll have to, yeah, that's another conversation. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you if it was some recommendations. Man, bro, if it was, it wasn't even, do you know what? Respect, salute, I don't want to go on like I'm trying to mm. hear on skating vibes because I don't know them. It's the first time I've, uh, even heard of these guys and I was grateful that they'd put on I've always wanted to go skating at Brixton Rec and here was someone who has put on this event that I've always wanted to see mm. at this place so I was grateful for that so salute to Skating Vibes but you know um, it's just you know we talked about this before there's levels and different people have different levels of doing things you know so they had like two little um, like quite entry-level speakers they were playing in, in a big hall mm. which obviously wasn't going to work the size of the speakers that they had to fill this big big hall that they were in was never going to work and obviously you and i know from the technical aspect that you're going to be trying to push those speakers way too hard mm-hmm. to try and fill this big space and which means all you're going to get is distortion distortion yeah mm-hmm. and so those those kind of things you know um mm. To took away from it a bit you know have you have you submitted your proposal yet not yet bro but it's, it's already written in my head mm. <laughs> well chat gtp might be able to help as well you are a business that development one. expert <laughs> that one yes that one it's Bush. not a game you know croc i'm telling you you can educate Listen. it on your brand it will learn your brand your target market so all you need to do is say write a proposal for this it's done it you, you know what I'll, I'll be on it i'll be on it and yeah. i know miss g will have me on it as well because she just put in the chat as well people use it for their social media or something yeah, like that so yeah, i know she will mm-hmm. she will keep reminding me and she will have me on yeah, it man. she'll have me on yeah, it, man. Got yeah, it. Man. butch what's going on there 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 um question how many tears have been in your face this weekend <laughs> none none you didn't work at the club this weekend I told you I stopped working at the club last month. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I forgot. I'm used to you always. I'm used to you always coming saying. And even if I was at the club, doesn't mean I'm I'm tasting the sauce. (laughs) I didn't say you was tasting. (laughs) I didn't say you was tasting no sauce. I says, how many were in your face this weekend? (laughs) Sorry, I forgot you stopped playing. Checking the the ripeness of the apples. So hold on, I thought you said you was, um, wasn't you offered another spot at another club elsewhere? Yeah, I went and helped out. Yeah, I went and helped out. Okay. And I think the DJ had a, was sick or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I went and helped out. So that's two clubs with my uh, my name on there. But mm. um, they're going through their, how can I say, their phase. The, the, the business is going well, but they're realizing that um, people's finances, they ain't spending. Mm. So they would literally come in for an extra drink because the clubs are closed, mm. but they're not spending on the girls. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So mm. unfortunately, if they're not spending on the girls, it, I lose out. So yeah. until that changes, hold you know on, what I mean? Hold on, they, hold on, hold on. Sorry, pause. 
So if they're not, if they're not, what do you mean you lose out? As in, like, it covers my wage. If they're only just buying drinks, it's just drinks, isn't it? Whereas okay. the big money, the big money is made off of the girls doing the dances and, and the cut that the club made and everything okay. else. I didn't think, okay, so I, I thought if you're, okay, I didn't realise it were like that. Mm. No, well, like this is how it is. Do, if it's, come and do the job and you're doing your job, so you get paid. Exactly, what I, exactly mm. what I explained to them and I said, what's that got to do with me? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? Because it's my bedroom, like my bonafide, and I've known him for over 20, 30 years. I just let him just leave it at that, innit? Wow. Okay. Because yeah. at the end of the day, there were still people coming in for drinks and they were drinking till four o'clock in the morning and you know what I mean? And so forth and whatever. But you just so to... not only did you not taste the sauce, you didn't get paid either? No, I got paid when I was working oh. there. Don't get, don't get oh. that bit twisted. Oh. Don't get that, but because it's part of a consortium of five, six clubs, if you're not hitting your year-on-year targets and everything else, then they're going to have to, as they always do, just look at the business and say, right, let's save that much. You know what I mean? Always us. It's always us. The Scott. Why is it always us? The Scott. I was just yeah. the same thing. Why is it always yeah. us yeah. that have to be yeah. the first to get get the looking the when cuts. it comes to the chops they're looking for ways mm. to cut corners why is it always the djs or the sound yeah. system or something like that end our end of yeah. the business where they're first looking to make cuts yeah mm. i wonder if let's say if they've got a kitchen does the chef have the same dilemma like do they feel like it's always me is, is, is it just that we're looking at looking at it from our perspective do you get what i'm saying do, do the same managers have that same conversation with the bar staff and say listen i know i probably should 12 pound an hour but it's been a tough night mm. i'm going to give you eight pound an hour like is is that a reality no they most oh. probably keep per hour but they yeah. they, they most Send probably them early. yeah stuff like that or i won't need you you know you might be looking mm. three nights a week but i only need you one night a week or mm. or just bring them down just a little bit or like if there's a tip jar you ain't getting your tips this week we've had a bad night yeah. sorry i'm keeping that you know what i mean that's, things like that i've heard that harsh. going on Wow. And you know what I mean? I've I've had to push ten pounds in someone's hands and said, "Don't put it in the jar. Mm. Like this is your tip." Mm. You know what I mean? Especially waitresses <laughs> and so, so forth. Oh, sorry. No, no. Well, <laughs> not in the club. Oh. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. When you're going waitress, when the waitress has, has gone above and beyond, or a waiter has gone above above and beyond, yeah. don't put it in the jar. Shove that in your pocket, fam. Done. Wow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it, it does happen, but. So be it. The week was good. Um, because uh, we had all the sales on, I was looking at a couple of AI tools that have been online and they're, um, they're normally subscription tools. But this weekend, a lot of the tools were like, pay once and you got it for life. Mm-hmm. So I picked up a couple of tools um, AI-wise that I've, I've now booked in. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I've, I've got a couple that's going to nice. help with what i got to nice. do next year with my consultancy and... Nice. what I'm going to offer and so forth and um What's the consultancy if you don't mind me asking or is it too early to, to ask no it's 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 literally just um <clears throat> what I've done before which is helping people with their different businesses I've got my brother who, who does um CCTV uncle painter and decorator um cousin who is a driving instructor um so it's just looking at everything now I've got the tools and they don't have the time I can be the person behind there using the AI tools to say, right, here's your next five posts. Here's what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And I'm using them as test bunnies to 
then say, right, let me offer it out and, and do what I have to okay. do and see if I can okay. stay on top of it and mm-hmm. and so forth. But then if it's events, it's the same thing. If it's um, artists, just, you know what I mean, management and so forth, promotions. Okay. Just a sideline hustle, just a different one compared to the the DJing and so forth. But, okay. you know, nice. It's, nice. It's, nice. it's definitely going to grow. I see nice. the path. Played at Ministry on Saturday. Um, that's Ministry of Sound. Mm. For uh, Groove Odyssey, their fourteenth birthday, yes. that was um, that was that was interesting, very very interesting, because I I've known Groove, Groove Odyssey for years. Obviously, it's um, Bobby and Steve, it's their brand. Um, so yeah, you know, getting the promo out, doing what I had to do, turned up, got in. Um, the place was swinging by midnight. I was like, this is weird. Okay. <laughs> Wow, you know what I mean? The room was proper off, going off. So I thought, okay, um, let me quickly get set up and get in because I was in the baby box, the small room at the bottom, um, doing the R&B. So I was the first person in. I was doing the warm-up set. And similar to what Frick just said, like I I had something. I had a little bit planned. You know what I mean? It was 50% planned, 50% wing it. But when I got into that 50% in the sense of I started my first couple of tunes, when no one was on, they opened the room. I started hitting it and I looked at the room and I was like, you're not the type of crowd that I thought was going to be here. <laughs> you are not. In fact, where are you lot from? Because I was just associating Bobby and Steve and, you know, they had Louis Vega, Masters at Work. You know what I mean? It's a big lineup, massive lineup. So I was thinking it was that crossover, multicultural, but like over 28, 29, 30, up to my age. Nope, they was teeny boppers in there, young first-time ravers, phones up, phones up, phones up. I was like, mm-hmm. mm. but then I thought, okay, dash away the script. So I then just went into my merch box and I just beat them with it. Give them their DMX, give them their Destiny's Child, give them their, you know, Justin Timberlakes, give them their thing. By the time I finished my, my set, the room was jammed. And I took the evidence, took the evidence. I said, yeah, go on, fill up the room. This was good. This was good. And then, um, yeah, but by three, what was what was deadly? And I have to say this, three o'clock, Louis Vega started because um, he, he did a three-hour set from three till six. I done finished by one o'clock, so I was walking around, managed to listen to the uh, Journeyman. Big up the Journeyman from up your, your lot's way. Bad boy house DJs, make I tell you, yeah? Just, just go and follow those guys. They got, they got something. Watch out for that name, Journeyman. Um, yeah, finish listening to their set, and then Louis Vega was about to start. When I mean the power of your name, this guy sucked all the rooms, everything, all three. Everyone done, sucked everyone into the main room. So the three o'clock DJ that started, the four o'clock DJ that had no one, hardly anyone to play Playing to. Playing to the bar staff. Playing to the bar staff, bruv. So I went inside, I said, let me see what this Masters at Work name was. I said, Lord Father. Because it's a different style of house. It's more that disco vocal, like, it's different. It's just a slightly different to what I really, really play and like myself. But... When they when he gets in his groove and and the dubs and the different like you know the sample of the or the singing things that you know off of other house tunes, but he's playing a Masters at Work edit or a Louis Vega edit or something that he does. Mm, mm. And on that Ministry of Sound main room set, 
Oh God. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. wicked. Absolutely <laughs> wicked. Nice. So I lasted till about five o'clock and yeah, it was good. It was good. Nice. It was good. Nice, nice. All right. Good. Um before we get into it, a quick um couple of uh, quick things. Big up Platts in the building. Salute brother. Yes, Platts. Let's have my like Platts Pro in the building. Salute King. Um two things real quick. Number one, uh today I have to share this with you all. Today, um, I uh, I don't know if any of you have. I, t- anyway, Steve Bartlett, uh, Darius CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the Buster Rhymes thing. Buster Rhymes. Yeah, man. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah I watched you have it. To, you have to watch that. If you've not mm. seen it already, please go and check out the interview with Buster Rhymes, Darius CEO. Do you think you could have gone a little bit deeper though? I think he went deep enough. Yeah, man, I think he, he did. He went I more think than he deep did. enough. He went more than deep enough. I, I, I just think there was, a, when analytically, just listen, you can't spoil it because it's out there for everyone. He asked him a specific question, which was, I would like to know what happened when you had that first instance at 13 and then getting signed to 17. There was no answer. You know what, though? There probably was. If you look, if you, when you watch it again, you can see it's been edited. Yes. I There's some clear, that, very clear I chops. I so that. I think they probably said, you know what, let's just focus on... Yeah. on this because that yeah. that's kind of like he that would have been a whole story in itself yeah, the whole leader's it. story would have been a exactly. whole story which he's probably told numerous times yeah, that at the end what that the, the bulk of why let the question go they've probably got it they've probably got yeah, it put down yeah i think like i saw the same as friction i saw the cuts yeah i yeah, saw the cuts and that's why i so said that what, means there was I an answer question. that means there was an answer but I I assume the same. That leader story. That's that's a whole section yeah. in itself, man. That's an episode. Yeah, man. That's a yeah. whole episode in itself. So it was probably just too too long. But in terms of focusing, I think he did a good job of just that's keeping one of the it focused best on Buster interviews. One hundred. One hundred. I, for I, a long I time. and I love that podcast. But yeah. this episode I was I've never been so riveted to yeah. an episode of Diary of a CEO as I was with the Buster Rams interview today. It yeah, was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I've brilliant. never seen Buster like that. And I've seen him sit down with people who he really should have no problem pouring out his heart to. Mm. He sat down with Talib Kweli. You know what I mean? He's done Drink Champs. He's done yeah. all, all, you know, all of them. He's done them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is, I learned things about Buster that I never knew before. Mm. You know Likewise. what I mean? And, and, and the way he was sharing and his willing, the, the openness. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a vibe in that room, man. There has to be a vibe in that room. He even said I wasn't prepped. Mm. You know what I mean? He says I, I wasn't really pre- I wasn't prepped for this, and he I'm said, glad he said, I wasn't. He said I'm glad I wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So. Yeah, so please check that out, people. It's a it's a special one. Yeah, man. It's definitely a special one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I share that with you all. Um, and the other thing is just a disclaimer that we are going to be talking uh, about uh, Damilo Taylor uh, this evening. So just a kind of trigger alert. Trigger if that's warning. a trigger trigger warning for anyone, we're going to be talking about that. Um, and alcohol uh, as well. So if that's a trigger, <laughs> trigger warning yes, for anyone. Yes, yes, yes. And alcohol too. So if these are trigger warnings for anyone, then uh, yeah. You've been warned. You've been warned. You've been warned. So with that being said, uh, sexy graphics. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. We're, we've not finished. <laughs> we've not finished. We've not finished. We've not finished. We've not finished. I'm begging your pardon. So here we are. Um, who wants to lead on this one? Remembering Damilola. 
Yeah, I brought it up, so I've, I've got some, some notes I can refer to. Okay. Um, so yeah, today we thought it would be remiss of us not to uh, remember uh, Damanola Taylor because it's 23 years today that he was, he was sadly killed. Um, so yeah, it was 27th of November 2000. He was nine years old at the time, sorry, 10 years old at the time. Um, and it became one of the UK's most high profile killings. Um, He'd be 33. He, he would have been right? 33 today, yeah. Yeah, 33. Um, so yeah, he was born in, in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, he lived in Peckham in London. And he was set upon and murdered by a 12 and a 13 year old at the time. Um, so again, you know, those guys are going to be in their, in their 30s, mid to late 30s. Um, in 2000, and, so, so they were convicted in 2006. It happened in 2020. So it took, it took them six years um, to go through this case. Um, it was a very public case here in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, his parents became very public figures, very outspoken. Um, and yeah, we just thought, you know what, it's, it's 23 years. The, the way I would frame it is, have, have things changed much in that 23 years? Has it changed for the better? Have things got worse? You know, it was a very high profile case. Um, really, you know, he was very impactful. Everyone knew, um, his name, but what has changed? Is, yeah. is there a legacy? Yeah, interested to know your your thoughts in the chat as well, people. Mm. You know, do you do you feel? I think it's a great question, Frick. Um, it's a great time to to reflect, you know, on on that and ask and pose that question. Um, good <laughs> evening to Kizzy Wizzy uh, in the place. Says R.I.P. Young man, you'll never be forgotten. Um, so yeah, um, how 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 are we feeling? Mm. Do, how do you as you pose that question, Frick? How do you mm. feel about it? Do you how do you feel that things have changed yeah. as someone from not as as a as a parent, but someone who spent a lot of years um, working in the youth work profession yeah. as as yeah. well? How do you feel? Yeah, when I saw it today, it was it sobered me for a minute. I thought, rah, it'd be thirty three, mm. like twenty years. I, I, I thought to myself, what have I done in the last twenty years? You know, and, and this guy's his life was taken from him before he even touched. He wasn't even looking at adulthood. He was mm. ten. Mm. You know. Um so yeah, it was very so when I seen it, it's it it was very sobering and just, you know, got me reflecting like that. Not long after this, um so this this was in two thousand. In around two thousand and seven, probably two thousand and eight maybe, I was working uh, at a youth centre in Warsaw, Pleck Youth Centre. And there was a, a young man um, who got murdered. He was, I think he was 15, 14 or 15. Um, he's come to the youth club, you know, I mean, we all knew him. And um, he went to a party in West Brom, I think it was, or Wensbury, somewhere, somewhere just off the ends, basically. Mm. And he, he got, again, he got stabbed. Um, so this reminded me of that. Like, I thought, oh, I forgot mm. about that, my man, you know, because mm. um, obviously, all his friends used to come to the youth centre. It was in the area, so we was literally on the front line. There was a, there was a time where um, we went out as a as a detached team. We shut the centre. Mm -hmm. um, went out as a as a detached youth work team just to because I had like um, a vigil. So there was and there was enough people going, and the police were a bit concerned about 
mm. you know, revenge attacks and stuff like that. So they asked us mm. if we'd, you know, mind going out there. Mm -hmm. So we spent a few nights out there with them. And, um, but again, oh, I f it's mad how you, you forget about certain things. When I saw this today, it brought all that back. Mm. So that just shows the impact of, of situations like this. You know what I mean? It's, it, it touches, you know, it's got like roots that go out and then vines that go out and touch a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. yeah. What are you I'm just thinking about it in general. I don't feel much has changed at all. I think this was like a high profile case. It was racially mm -hmm. charged. Um, and you may have some that are racially charged now, but in terms of knife crime, Mm. Um, that doesn't seem to have changed or diminished at all and it seems to have got worse in the recent years and people are blaming a certain individual mm. for not actually taking charge and doing anything um, the availability of knives blaming which, in, which individual? Uh, the one who sits in that egg-shaped building next to the Tower Bridge Mr. Oh, Khan see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know it's a, it's a challenge uh, to try and steer the, the mind away from acts like that or that as a revenge but yeah I don't think much has, has changed at all in, in the last 23 years I think it's probably actually not it's probably worse because um, mm. the types of knives now are properly for that purpose yeah, and longer and more lethal Mm. They're not even knives. Some of them you see them, you think, how the heck did someone, number one, get hold of something like that and mm. have the guts to walk around the street with it on them? Like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But then yeah. we'll complain if they put a metal detector in a certain area. Mm. But is that part of the solution? I don't know. Because um, mm. to get everyone to walk through it and then people might have uh, underwire bras or, you know, pins in their hair and then what do you do next um, yeah it's it's, it's something it's that I don't one. know exactly yeah. which were you saying Any, um, have things got worse since Demi Lola with regards to yeah. or not in your opinion I don't know it's, it, that's a loaded angle I'm not too sure Everything progresses, isn't it? So it's the the negative things are going to progress as well as the positive things. So just like you've already identified, the availability of knives and the availability of negative things that that can harm, you know, even to the point of killing, it's it's got worse. It's it's it's, it's more available. The internet's there. The dark web's there. The access is there. You know, it's not just knowing a man who knows a man who knows a man now. You just sit in your house and order it. Send mm. it to an address. Mm. Um, but on the other side, you know, because I'm not just promoting the negative, you see more people and more races and more youngers and the different generations working with each other, creating businesses and doing good. You know, the chosen few that don't want to live that life, they're getting on with it and, you know... I see more collaboration between different races in different towns and different cities, Asians and blacks and whites and Asians and so forth, making, you know, import, export gold companies and food companies and clothing companies. And it wasn't like that before. So I'm not just going to sit down here and just say it's got worse. 
because that you know you, you could just turn that page and just as i said i'm not one for pumping negativity but because we have a topic yeah it has got worse but you know there's everything across the board has just been amplified to the same to a similar degree. yeah i just think if there's too much accessibility now that's that's all it is the access uh, the accessibility is is down to the indiv- individual or, mm. or has come closer to the individual mm. so mm. i just think that that that's what's changed because before, you know, as I said, you know, you had to know a man to know a man. You know what I mean? But now, and I don't, I'm not promoting it, but you can go pound shop and pick up a knife. Hmm. 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 It's there. In this case, I don't, I don't, how do you, how do you, as a, as an individual, get to the point where you think I'm willing to take this person's life? Because I can understand flight or flight defense. But to come forward and say, I need to end this person's life over whatever, whatever's happened. I'm just wondering what. Yeah, if, if you're a person that can't fathom it and don't understand it, it's, it's definitely hard. But if you're a person that can, you know, there's multiple reasons. Shame, embarrassment, ego. There's so much different. There's so much different things. And not everyone is built on the same cloth. And you have to you have to accept that. Not everyone lives by that God ruling and God fearing, whatever. Or maybe they do and they're hypocrites. They go church with their parents on Sunday, but between Monday and Friday and Monday, Saturday, they're on it. They're on it. That's that's who they are. I think Buster Rhymes even t- t- kind of, in a, in a strange way, t- t- talked about this in that interview he did uh, with Dario the CEO because Steve started, as he usually does, by talking about his origins. Normally that's how he starts these these interviews. And he got Buster to do the same thing and he said, um, if you could look back in his life and say, what was that thing that, what were those fundamentals or something along those lines that were laid in your life that led to you becoming mm-hmm. the person you mm-hmm. are today? And it, straight away he said, his mother and his father. Mm-hmm. And he said, he's, I'm not gonna, I don't have to come up here and pretend I've come from some you know, tough, you know, hard life story or what have you. He said, my mom and dad looked after me. They made sure I didn't want for nothing. But he said that there was, he talked about, and the way he talked was very similar to the way I was raised, which was like, it was the, the whole village thing. It took the village to raise a child. He talked about that and he said, if you did one thing bad in your ends or whatever, you know, if your parents didn't see it, someone else on the street or whatever saw it, they had license to reprimand you or even give you licks. And then when your parents come home, if they found out about it, that you you, you was messing up or misbehaving or, <laughs> you know, brought the, the family name into disrepute, then you mm-hmm. to the point where someone, one of the elders had to pull you up or lick you, then you'd get next lick, a second set of licks mm-hmm. for that as well. And he said today, he said that he feels that that respect is gone. And he said even for the, he said even for the, the, the 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 thugs and the gangsters and in the ends when he originally grew up in in Brooklyn he said there was even a level of respect between mm-hmm. them as elders as seniors and he said today that that respect is not there he said these kids will tell you you can't tell talk to them they will tell you about yourself you know they will want to come up as, upside your head or whatever if you as a grown ass person mm-hmm. so he said that that respect isn't there anymore and on that mm. I'd have to fully agree with him that upbringing that raising that nurturing of the child by the village and instilling that sense of of, of respect um, 
is not there anymore. I'm, I'm sure most of us of our age would would attest to that. Um, you only got to see, the, the, you know, what what how they used to go on at three thirty in the evenings when they might come from school, and you can get a sense of 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 of, of that as well. So I think that's a part of it. Um, so in that respect, I think things have got worse. But I think, as well as having an easier access to weapons, I think there was also an easier access. There's too much easy access to um, this kind of negative uh, stories, uh, particularly from within or about or regarding the black community by the mainstream media. Um, like Butch was saying, you know, um, and this is one of those this is one of the one of probably one of the, yeah one of the rare times i fully agree with butch butch cassidy <laughs> he says he says, yeah man he says both things have increased to a similar degree mm. but when it comes to what we are being made to digest about the black community in particular it is primarily always the negative, the negative. so all mm. the stuff that, that that we've been talking about is there in the news there in the news there in the news and for all of that stuff like butch was saying there was equally amount of positive which we never get to hear about you understand mm. we only hear about mm. that stuff generally from the youths themselves who were out there doing it because they're pushing themselves mainstream media ain't trying to talk about all the positive stuff that the youths are going on with now you know what I mean? There, the youths have to be doing that themselves, and they are doing it themselves. Another thing I want to add to what you said about Buster as well, if you heard through it, and I'm saying this in regards to what you just said, if you heard what he said, as much as he had the parental and the, the village and everything else, still went out and sold drugs. Mm. He still mm. went out and done it because mm. of the street rep, mm. because of the thing on road. And this is what, and you just mentioned on the very, very valid point about being, you know, like Demi Lola 9, 10, playing out, that, that playing out phase after school, rare, rare, rare. That's, that's, that's your learning ground. Mm. Getting home from school is a lesson. It's a, le- it's, a le- it's, it's a lesson itself. That's that time. Come, come, come we go. Now I've got to go home. Come, man. Stop being silly. Come. Come we go, bruv. What? You wet? What? what? You soft? That's, that's, that's that testing ground. Uh, you know what I mean? You want to be one of the man them. You want to just pop out in you know, my day, go play arcade for an extra hour or do something. You know what I mean? Or, 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 or no, I can't come club today, but I can come club tomorrow. At least it was club. At least you were doing something. You know what I mean? But for some people, it's not. It's, let's go belly up and take the food from right here, right here. Yeah, we can get round the back and you don't know what they're on. And that's, these are the things that are, are me, me and myself, I'm not saying anybody else, notice. It's the and, testing ground. Where I am, there's a major bus station near, near me. And I'm telling you right now, at least four high schools, three colleges, all the buses from them interchange at this bus station. And I'm telling you, between four and six o'clock, it is like carnival. <laughs> and if you want to find someone, they're getting an interchanging bus at that bus station. It used to kick off. Mm. Different mentality, man. Uh, G Force Leroy um, said something about the youth clubs shutting as well, as you Butch just talked about. That was planned, know, but anyway. After, after what? After. Um, want to stay out after and go club or whatever, but um, the youth clubs shutting definitely was was a uh, played a part in that because Massive. 
you know, we used to have somewhere to go. <laughs> you know, we were not on the street. We were not on road because we had somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. Um, planned, all planned. Yeah, you know, so okay. that's definitely played a part in it. So to a certain extent, you know, what what it, you know, you can't fully wrong the use because they they don't have nowhere to go anymore. They don't have nothing that that structure and that safety net that nurturing pool or testing pool as Butch described it where it was done in a kind of safe environment because we had youth workers who were looking out for us are we allowed to hypothesize right now because to me I'm surprised in the how many years we've left school why schools haven't and this is just my brain haven't taken the teachers that are training and let them extend the school hours and keep the picnic in the school till six but make it more of a club environment where you could do your homework do your stuff and that three till six thing, because the kids are already there. So you extend the school hours, but you change the environment in the sense of after school club. So in other words, you could do extra sports. You got the gym, you got the this, you got the computers, got the music place, you got everything, and they stay for another three hours. And you let the teachers that are training, you know what I mean, the young teachers that want to get in the hours of of extra work or whatever, be the tutors and the watchers for the three hours. Well, for mm-hmm. Damilola's age, Damilola was 10. Um, yeah. And so for for his age, um, I'm assuming he would have still been in um, primary junior school, school mm-hmm. primary school. And they, they have plenty of after-school clubs in primary school. It's in secondary school where they don't have so much of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there's loads of after-school activities for, for primary age, for parents who are working and they can't pick up the kids. Mm. 330 or, or what mm-hmm. so there's plenty of that I'm not even sure if that would be the, the, the answer I mean maybe we can talk about what we think the solutions are mm-hmm. um, t- t- later on um, should we should we look at some of the responses people have been making in the in the chat good evening Laura Stars bless up bless up bless up good to see you in the place um, G4 says youths uh, are now out there at age 12 and stabbing all the older youths age 16 Things are considerably worse, and he says uh, severe weapons now, including Rambo knives. It's a mad thing. Rambo knives, you know. And yeah. how old is the Rambo film? I mean, where did the name come from? <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. Did, did yeah. they even know it's yeah. called that for that reason? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rambo was 80s, right? Yeah. Rambo yeah. was 80s. Yeah. The first Rambo was 80s. Yeah. And before it was. Most of these youths were born. Mm. Yeah. And it was because. It, well, I can't, well, I can't remember the film properly, but, you know. You, that's there was some a, like proper in the jungle yeah. survival, survival killer life. man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah. Boot yeah. polish. Yeah, man. Um, some, some string, some needles to sew yourself up. <laughs> yeah, real, real <laughs> thing. The, yeah, the boot polish. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Or the yeah. compass. That's it. Kizzy Wizzy yeah. said it's blade. in it. Kizzy Wizzy said it's sad, but I can't say much if anything has changed. I feel that's very saddening. Things are more easily... She also says things are more easily accessible. Um, and by mm-hmm. things, I'm assuming she means like things like knives and stuff. Mm. Um, GeForce also said youth clubs shut in, uh, which we uh, touched upon. Parents struggling, parenting struggling. Uh, people are broke and watching politicians ripping everyone off in plain sight. Now, here's a little question for you, a little side topic, so to mm. speak. Not to go off on, but... Have you had your quad annual visit from your local MPs reps? No. No? No. Not to even say, okay, this is what we've achieved over the last four years, but to find out who you're going to vote for. Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. You only see them once every four years. 
Come yeah. knock on the door. Who are you, who are you, who are you voting for? Like, you live in a good area, bruv. They don't come knock no door and talk to no one around here. Yeah. Yeah, right. What here, we get I... is a little newsletter mm. with a picture of the, of the MP pointing at litter on the floor, pointing at the, pointing at the, the lampposts, you know what I mean? <laughs> pointing at the... Um, you know, and temporary speeding signs they put up with a smiley face and a sad mm. face. Yeah. Like, you know, this is what I'm doing around here. I'm making an impact. So we'll, we'll get those every, every say, six months or so. But other than that, yeah. You don't, no, I don't know when I to take these to... pictures, but I never see them. Mm. Yeah. yeah really. And yeah. these are the things that we'd want them to be sorting out or dealing with, but... Yeah. Is, is... Oh, man. Um, Laura Stars, I was just about... I have mixed feelings about this, you know, Dave, because I have mixed feelings about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Garveyite at heart, mm. man. You know, mm. what I mean, I'm a Pan-Africanist, I'm a Garveyite at heart, which means I'm always about doing for self, yeah, and I'm sure. not really so much about looking to others to do what, what we need or to meet our needs. If we have decades and centuries of someone not meeting, or people, or a system not meeting our needs, then why do we continue to look? It's like, you know, that's that, that saying of continue to do the same thing, expecting a different result is a definition of madness. Mm. Why do we keep looking to them to make these changes when on the flip side of it, like Butch says, we don't know the shutting down of the youth clubs was a planting and that was, that was a whole thing mm-hmm. that's largely responsible for this conversation that we're having now. You mm. know what I mean? Um, Laura Stars is in the building. She says, evening all lurking, but I listened uh, to a convicted killer at the weekend. Uh, he said it was about reputation mm-hmm. and said no one could tell him anything. Mm-hmm. 100%. Thank you, Laura Stars. Uh, the streets, she said. Thank you, Laura. Bless up. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's not looking too good. Kizzy Wizzy said it narrated as normal, speech marks normal, nowadays, and that's partly due to hearing about it every day and easy access. Uh, yes, some people think... Uh, they are untouchable. Um, so yeah, I think that's touching on the bit about you know I was always hearing about it, and maybe we are misled into believing that this is the norm and this is always ha- maybe it's not happening quite as much as we think um, because it's always been yeah. in the news. Although you know, having said that, you know there is there are flowers around the corner from my yard now from where a youth was stabbed. Uh, I think it was just two weeks ago. Mm. Um, mm. Out on Coal Arbor Lane uh, yeah. in, in, in Brixton. Broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight. Three o'clock in the of, afternoon. Middle of the afternoon, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think just, just on that point, um, they sort of uh, observe this with, with a lot of things. So it's not that it's happening more, it's just that it's getting viewed and shared more. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, you know, does it, it's does it to go? Believe yeah. That it's 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 all the time. It's not. Yeah. It's just all the time on your feeds. It's yeah. yeah. But then, so is is it chicken and the egg? Then, so is it because the youths feel like it's happening more? They feel like they need the weapons and they need to be in op mode and and war mode. Butch is shaking his head. Why are you shaking your head, Butch? No, I don't think it's it's happening like that. I just mm. think. How can I put it? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely increased when I think back to when I was younger. Absolutely. Obviously, I, I know people who have been stabbed and, and cut and whatever, but not to the uh, the volume it's happening now. It's happening in, a lot. In terms of the frequency, you mean? Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then Likewise. again, is is that because I, I, it might have happened, you know what I mean, down the road, but I didn't see on social or I didn't no, see the news I about it on think, social? 
I think it just happened less friction because we, we, we didn't we didn't when we were growing up we didn't have things like social social media and them thing there. But the, you ha- you knew about it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody would be talking about it. The word was spread yeah. quick, 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 quick. Mm-hmm. So whether it happened or not, you would we would hear about it. But we weren't hearing about it because it just wasn't happening. It was yeah. it, it wasn't happening to anywhere near the same degree. Yeah. It was a big deal if a man got caught. Big Absolutely, because it was a rarity. It was. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. It was the exception. It wasn't the rule or the norm yeah. at all. Mm. You know. Good evening to Matrini. Has uh, come in the building. Blessings, Matrini. Good to see you here, as always. Uh, Matrini says, "I've always said, if youths want to carry weapons of violence, they put them in. Then put them in the army." Mm. Yeah, I I think that that is one solution that this country has been soft with. I think that I think the army thing they've they've taken it way too lightly and they haven't used it in its in its best way in the sense of if you if if you commit a crime and you're of a certain age in that teenage bracket I think you should do 6 months army training and there's nothing else not sit in a cell and play PlayStation with I think that's to, foolishness with a view to what changing your mindset taking your body through something because then at least at the end of the day with that that push and that change and you saying I can't, I can't, I can't and not being able to do it and then six months later you're running 5K, you're, you're you, you know what I mean, you're swimming, you're doing different stuff, you you start seeing the things that you're able to do if you put your mind to it and that's what army training has done. You know what I mean? When I lived out in Greece and I, and, and when, as soon as the boys um, hit 16, they have to do two years service. Same in Turkey, yeah. Yeah, Turkey. They have yeah, to do. You have to do your two years service, that was and the service in Barbados as well. It was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think there yeah. is a couple of people. You have to do your two years service, and that to me does prepare some. Some people come out the the other side of it a lot better in the sense of how they see life, how they take on board things, how they prepare. You know those those that military regiment keeping a clean house keeping a clean you know what I mean it, it's it's little things that can come from it I don't mm. I do not see the military or or the training not necessarily going for the army but mm. the training and the lifestyle as a negative I don't yeah same just as, I don't. as, as you were saying that I thought it's true between say 60 when I leave school if you're not going to full-time educational training you go and do your military service there, there's no downside to that no, like said, there it's, isn't. It's instilling the discipline in them. Um, it's teaching them core skills, you know, in terms of general healthy lifestyle type skills. You know what I mean? They're, they're getting up. There's me- mechanics. Sorry to cut. There's mechanics. Engineers. You know what I mean? Technicians. Mm. Look at the PlayStation controller. It controls unmanned flight vehicles. You know how much you will be wicked using those drones and, 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 and everything else? No, real talk. You know what I mean? It's things that you can do and, and what you're good at. You can diverge. And then also, the chosen few might be good enough to then wreck the country or go MI5 undercover and do their, their thing or, you know what I mean, do their different things. There might be stars that come from it in that way. and But at least they come in and then they it, it's, it's a different opportunity instead of just saying, here's another title for you to come out and brag about. Yeah, man, I've done, I done a year, blood. What? Yeah, blood, I'm out. Yeah, man, free me, free me. <laughs> I, I hate it so much. If you did it, why are you freeing the person? Well, I, I don't get it. But anyway, let me not start. But, you know, I all that, all that. I agree with that in the chat. Uh, Soka Rider, 
mm. Matt Trini, Miss G, G-Force uh, says national services is needed. Um, Kizzy Wizzy said, I partly agree. Some of them will be balling to come back home. Exactly. Um, Matt Trini says gain real skills. So it seems to be quite a few people in agreement with that in the chat. Yeah, it mm. does seem like a, a good, a good. I just would be interested to see the statistics on sort of crime levels in those countries, as opposed to crime levels in countries that don't offer the, the service. Not that there's necessarily going to be that's the concrete proof for that we need to oh, no. instill it, but just as a curiosity thing, just to see if the discipline, like you say, because again, you know, if the father's absent, that's another thing. You get that brotherhood of being an army if you're in the male side and on the sisterhood if you're on the female side um, that might be another thing that helps instill confidence in, in young men to become men men hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. just to, to steer the topic a little bit um, you mentioned Croc about being a Garveyite and us being self-sustaining as a, as a community mm. um, following um, Damanola's death mm. there was a trust set up so this trust has been set up for it's uh what 22 years mm-hmm. do does anyone know do we know what what impact that trust has made um is it Not still operational no idea do you know is it a local trust that only serves the the area of peckham or is it a, a national trust do we know um, anything about it because it's interesting someone, no, these could, things someone could fact check and see what they report on i yeah. don't know these um, things happen and then you have these charities and all these things you know set up off the back of it but yeah do we know? It was set up in 2001 um but um it, it looks like it's still active because i'm on yeah. i'm on their their website now um but you know i i don't hear um mm. anything about the trust um and to be honest even if the trust is is doing its thing we're talking about a a nationwide kind of issue mm. you know what i mean um so i think there's 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 a limit as to what the trust will be able to they opened a community building okay yeah, yeah. Um, good so yeah they're, they're functioning but i always you know as as you mentioned the whole kind of you know my my, my garvey kind of principles um i think of my mind goes back to what you know Buster Rounds was talking about which was the upbringing and the 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 way the community used to raise the child and you everybody made sure that you couldn't step you couldn't go too far out of line and you used to even the OGs used to used to have him up when Mm. he said when he discovered the rap thing which was an alternative to the selling the drugs thing he said even they were on him to pursue the rap thing they were not trying to encourage him to continue selling drugs. They were trying to discourage him from that and encourage, say, "Yo, you've got an, you've got an alternative here. This can work. Yeah. This can work for you." Yeah. Um, so you know, even 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 the the gangsters were kind of mm. still trying to look out for them for him in a way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though yes, he was selling drugs, they were discouraging him from that. Yeah. To pursue to pursue that. Mm. Which again um, shows a level of. of integrity and that, that community exactly you know the community hearts exactly. you hear stories of um a lot of sportsmen as well you know i mean basketball players american football players you would yes. say once they saw like now nah, this youth's got the potential to make it yeah the gangster 
the gangsters would you know protect them yeah they would discourage them say no nah, man go yeah. go home yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. need to be around here yeah because yeah. yeah. isn't that what thug life was about i mean tupac was you know had thug life across his stomach and everything but people would think oh it's about just gang activity mm-hmm. but it was a code of conduct mm-hmm. for the gangs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. you're not going to do any gang banging outside schools mm-hmm. you're not going to do da, 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 da. so there was a set of rules mm-hmm. that were meant to be mm-hmm. adhered to and that's what thug life was about and mm-hmm. that's demonstrative of that yeah 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 absolutely mm-hmm. the same way the you know the i i i take a lot of inspiration from like the, the black panthers and things like that and the way they used to they used to respond to stuff like this which was to set up and organize um for the protection of the youth and the, and the community and obviously mm. they were they were you know Jager hoover just put focused all of his efforts mm. <laughs> on on them to 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 shut them down but what they set up and their response to stuff like this was to set up and organize um mm. uh, and do 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 for self and i'm i'm always more about that kind of approach mm. so i think it's a shame that we've 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 lost that you know um not just the youth service um, the Saturday schools that we mm. used to have, uh, which were very, very powerful. That was us setting up our own schools because the educational system was not working for us. And usually the youths who went to Saturday schools were doing better than everybody else because they had not only the extra tuition, they had that extra stuff that friction you were to all, which uh, one of you were talking about going into the military. I think uh, Butch or Friction was talking about going to the military. That kind of extra i don't know you let you get in a different kind of skills there that you're not getting in regular mainstream schooling you're getting a different kind of education there that you're not getting in mainstream school and more of a life education there do you understand what i'm saying so i think all of those things the loss of all of those things has has, has contributed to they can still happen it just takes the right individuals not. to do it yeah they're not i mean, I mean them not being there is 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 part of what is a big part in my opinion of why we are why oh we yeah are this yeah conversation it's to, like a to, good to two generations that have missed out on it yeah man mm. yeah. yeah and we're seeing that we're seeing the effects of that now mm. you yeah. know what i mean yeah. it's interesting like in terms of the number of millionaires um in our community don't now, don't even increased. don't don't say so again free the number of millionaires in our communities don't. has increased but the and again, it's probably a blanket, uneducated statement, but I, I would guess to say, does is that being, uh, is the impact of that being spread through the communities these people come from? Mm. You know, I mean, look at all these these rappers, you know, producers, actors, um, entrepreneurs coming out of those estates, or same estates that Damalola Telly was killed in, coming out of those estates and being very, very well off. Mm. You know, if if they ain't millionaires, they're not far off. Mm. Um, and based on the lifestyle that they project, that's mm. what they're telling us. You know, mm. I'm doing well, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. How much does it cost to run a youth centre for a year? Mm. Probably well, about well. seventy-five grand. Mm. They spend more than that on on a piece of jewellery, on a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what us, I'm saying? And that's us. one thing I got to say. Just in wrap, in closing this up, I got to salute uh, and R.I.P. to Jamal Edwards. Yes. Um, I met him probably about, I think it was 2000, just before lockdown. He came to Birmingham um, and he, he was basically talking about his um, community projects he was setting up. He was setting up three community projects, you know, um, the building, all the resources. He was putting music studios in there, media media centres in there. Hmm. 
And mm. I says, yeah, man, respect. Like, it's, this is my thing. I'm doing it. Mm. And part of me, when he passed away, part of me thought, did he do that? Because he knew he wasn't well. Mm. You know what I mean? Did he do that knowing my time short here, man? Because he was still young. Mm. You know what I mean? But he definitely poured back into his communities. And I don't know where, I don't know, you know, where I'd have to go back and look to see where these centers are now and what's happening with them. But he definitely was on that and was about putting something for the young people in the communities that you yep. know, he, he came yep. from and cared yep. about. Yep, yep. Mm. I, I, I also, you know, have to, to acknowledge Storms. He's tried to do his bit where he can in certain places as well. Um, by finding certain things and people and, and also mm. even just by even just by showing up yeah. in certain places where um, sometimes you need some of these uh, celebrities uh, to, to show up to help shine a light on certain things that's happening and, and he, he, he does that and I don't think I don't get the feeling like he does it because he needs extra press or, or, or publicity I feel like mm. he's doing it because he actually gives a shit um and uh, I know there was someone who he sent to, he funded uh, one or a number of people to go to uni and some stuff like that. So I know mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's tried to put his money where his mouth at certain times, but I think these are the exceptions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's far more of them uh, that could be doing, could yeah, be doing it. more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Kizzy Wizzy oh. says, go no, on, sorry, Dave. Laura. Oh, I didn't see that it was on yeah, screen already. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Laura Starr says, uh, I know army men who come out of service with PTSD um, and hard to readjust to CV life. So not answer for all. Good point, Laura. Hold on. Let me just touch that. You're, you're right in that sense, but it's not, it's not, how can I put it? Their adjustment and the PTSD is because they've been through the stuff. It doesn't mean that it's, not wrong in the sense of how their brain affects their brain and their emotions and their their feelings and also as well if if you have for some cases come from nothing and then you've gone into the army and then you know that lifestyle you don't know how to live like in as they call it civvy street you don't know about communication with people and whatever you you know yes sir no sir get up sir swim sir yes sir that's all you know so when you say yeah it's not for all i get it but it is a different lifestyle so yeah i just i just sit on the fence i think there is the adjustment you know they, they don't look after the army people after they've served that well anymore you know what i mean i think that that is when you served your country you're supposed to get looked after you know that's, I mean? that's just different we're talking about I think we're talking about slightly different things here because yeah. service is different from just we were just talking about the training the training young people yeah we were training. just talking about but she, she was talking about going in, in the I army I, I ain't trying to see my youth go to go to war I'd love for him to join join the military and just for the training aspects yeah 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 mm-hmm. for those first yeah. two years when he left school from 16 to 18 for those first two years go into the training yeah, learn the discipline yeah. and learn a skill so it's, yeah. it's yeah. college it's all yeah. that yeah, but yeah. in terms of going to war, nah. Yeah, I would yeah. say get out. Absolutely. Quick. Absolutely. Get out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because again, that that's where a lot of the negative. And that's what I'm saying. Like for me, it's it's all positive until it's time to go to war. That's when it's like nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, Absolutely. because it opens up a whole that's different. A whole what you're going out thing. for? Yeah. Who are you yeah. doing it? Why are you doing that to them? Da 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 da. And we don't need you that's getting it. involved in other people's BS. That's it. But Absolutely. the service, and this is where this is where the ex-army man could get involved. Come out and train people in those in those things, 
as that after school or after thingy club. Teach them how to, to do what they're doing and giving back might help them, you know what I mean, adjust, show them, you know what I mean, that the mm. skills and the, the thingy you learnt, that community give back might help them. Mm. And I think, I don't know, I just, I think it's just sitting there waiting. It's lacking, it's lacking. I mm. must say that I've seen, I've seen, um, uh, excuse me, on a, on a slight side note, um, this thing keeps popping up on my feed from Levi Roots who's offering mentorship excuse me, to, to young people who want to go into business. Um, and I know Levi Roots is someone who's had his fair share of flack for his reggae reggae sauce over the years, but um, it, at least at the, he's, he's trying to, it seems like he's trying to do what we're talking about, which is to mm. give back to the youths. And he's trying to show them how he got to be a success, just the sex that he is now. I remember, sir, you know, Levi Roots, he didn't come from, from um it wasn't all sweet for him I mean, my man, you know his man's found his kind of foundation man was one of the foundation members of coxon like mm. foundation foundation members of coxon sound you know so he's he's done his journey and whatnot whatnot so some people i think are trying to to give back uh and make a difference but it's a shame that they seem to be the exception mm. uh rather than the the rule there's there's not enough of them in those positions doing it good evening to mr diesel salute fire Diesel, who's in the chat bless up sir um kizzy wizzy says i feel for this younger generation i don't think they've been allowed to be children to a certain extent i feel they grow up too quick these days Mm. um good point Uh, another good point i'd have to largely agree with that um we're gonna have to start drawing this one to a close gentlemen because it's gone half ten um already so Mm In summing up, thank you to everyone who's uh, put their messages in the chat. Um, in summing up, it sounds like we're 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 saying that um, things haven't. And, and correct me if I'm getting this wrong, but it feels like we're saying that we things things have got worse. But at the same time, there's a lot of goodness there as well that maybe we're not we're not seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can only um, you know just hope things improve. Hope. You know, as people's circumstances improve, that word scares me. There's more of a willingness <laughs> to mm. see to to create change in their own areas, mm. and I think mm. that's 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 the, where change comes from, and that's the biggest change. Like, you know, we said, you can't look to the government or look to the council no, or look to someone to say, "Yo, no, help us, help us, help us." No, you know, it's like it's like looking to them to say, "Police us, police us, police us." When you've got the power to go to that youth over there and talk to him directly, yeah. you know, yeah. rather than mm. expecting to be, yeah, man. I think I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to lead this conversation with with hope um because in the same way that you know um we we've said that and and like Buster Ram said on the interview with Diary of a CEO today as well that you know you can't a lot of the, you can't talk to a lot of the youths nowadays because a lot of people are afraid to talk to the youths because the youths mm. will chat back I want to come and do you something even though you're a big somebody mm. but at the same time there are a lot of youths who are also doing their own thing in in the opposite direction they are taking up themselves and they're using the tools that are available to them today that we never had the social media stuff and they can do their own thing they can do their own videos they can do their yeah. own business set up their own business like what you were saying with jamal edwards look how young he was and look how much he was doing mm. you know and he don't need no yts to do yeah. that he don't need no whatever you know he was just doing it and so i think the youth will find find their way there's more and more of them as well, picking up. Lord God, <laughs> one bugger pricker pricker. <laughs> no, my my charger is dropping. Finish what you're saying. Apologies. 
yeah, I think there's as as much of them um, finding their own way, man, in mm. in in a positive way, and it's just you know that the, it's not going to be shown so much on our feeds. It's not going to come up so much on our feeds mm. uh, and our mainstream news, but you know, I I feel like they they're, they're going to work it out uh, in the mm. same way we worked it out. You know, we all went through our shit mm. when we were youths. We all did shit we weren't supposed to do, but we worked it out. You know what I mean? We came good and we worked it out. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have faith in them and say they're gonna work it out. And more of, as more and more of them do their own thing and succeed, I think they would. They are the ones that are gonna make the difference. It's not gonna really be about us or I, whatever, whoever else. I think they're making their own difference and they're gonna continue to do that. We saying, Butch? I want to add to what you're saying in a slightly different way. I've always had a vision of how can I put it. Um, Frick, t- Frick touched it before. Pause. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> 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 it just wishes. Yeah, hold on. Let me just press that. I just pressed the marker. I just hit oh, the marker. Just um, pause of the evening. I just no, hit the marker. We got, we, what, we got, no we got an hour and a half in hour without hour doing it. That's good. That's that crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you nearly threw me off um, yeah no what it is is just uh, right I, I'm a firm believer of right as as you said before you said like you know some people could keep a, a community thingy open with just their watch or their, mm. their this and their that and I'm a firm believer if those people really want to make a difference then um they've got to take the and I have to, I've got to stop being cryptic they've got to just basically come together and if you believe in unity be unified right if if you're a celebrity use your celebrity if you want to remain under the radar then do what everyone else does start a charity and put it through the charity and let the charity do what it needs to do buy a building Buy a building in your area and let the community use the building. It's pocket change for you. Mm. But what they can get from that building is a That's sense right of home, up. a sense of this, a sense of that. Utilize a multi-purpose building, office space, this space, that space. Two of you can do it. So it's not a big weight on you. But, you know, a quarter of a million is, might be nothing for you in, in two years. You know but what? to the community, it's it's something it's something that they can call their own. And it, yeah, it, it's got your name on it. Two footballers can. When I worked out the money that they're man they're earning, two footballers can can set up about six six different like clubs and warehouses and stuff like that and convert them into mm-hmm. community hubs, community markets, rare, rare, rare. That's spare change. You know what? That's nothing the, um, to anything there. Money. I watched the fit. Uh, watched the. Um, I think I watched this on the flight the other day. Actually, this film about George Foreman. Um, okay. And the grill. Um, yeah, on Netflix, I think it was. Mm. Um, and it was just basically telling the story of George Foreman, which I, I didn't really know too much about the story of George Foreman. But he was of this mindset, you know, when he he he, he lost to, to Ali and he went through this whole depression and whatnot and then he found God and became a Christian and devoted his life not just to his faith but to serving and uplifting the community. And he did exactly that. He bought a building, he bought a centre um, that he did up for the youths them. And even when he hit financial trouble... And they had to close the youth. They had to close the center down. When he kind of got into the whole grill thing, 
and the money started coming back in, he opened back up the center. Mm-hmm. So he now, and from what I understand, the center and his church that he bought and, and preaches from still exist and are still doing their thing to this mm-hmm. day. You know, so that's more the kind of approach that, that more people need to do. And like you said, the amount of money, man, the 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 athletes have, and it's mainly black people who's running sports. You know, and earning all that big money in sports, and they, why aren't there more people doing what George Foreman did and and, and others like him? Mm. You know what I mean? Let's so see. anyway, yes, we gotta we gotta we gotta wrap this one up. Otherwise, we're gonna run out of time. And if someone <laughs> really wants to add something, I'm holding back. <laughs> I'm holding back. <laughs> holding back on what? All I was gonna say was Go I think I think the the heart is there because again, a lot of these young a lot of these young artists and athletes they probably the last generation who benefited from youth provision yeah mm. so i think the heart is there i think it's just for them they're getting used to having money the new it's new money do you get what i'm saying so they're probably still in the process of mm. sorting out their families yeah. sort making sure this person's sorted make sure they've yeah. invested here making sure that their youth sorted yes mommy's getting sorted and then starting to think about okay investing now i'm going to invest yeah. in business now i can see i've got a solid yes. foundation if the music stops off i've got a yes. solid foundation now let me go and build this in my community. And also, so, I think for a lot of them, there's a, and, and even in the example that I just gave with George Foreman, you know, it came, it, it, he had to go through a certain experience. A re- yeah. Like I had, a, he, he went through a life-changing experience. That loss to Ali, just, he hit rock bottom and depression mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. It was a hard experience. He went through a, a really formative change through and through. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, with with age comes a bit more maturity and awareness of social That's issues it. and how to navigate them things. So you're right. Maybe there's age, hope. Age has something to do with it. Yeah, man. There's hope. Yeah, man. Absolutely, you know. absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And we're gonna end on that positive note. Yeah, man. And enter some sexy graphics. Dave Knight. Yo, yo. Over to you, sir, for this one. Well, um, in the news this week, it appears that Tiffany Haddish was arrested for suspicion of DUI after being found asleep at the wheel of her car. And apparently this isn't the first time she's been arrested for DUI, which begged the question to me, which I posed to the guys, which is, should there be a limit on how much alcohol people can consume on one night at a venue and has alcohol affected you as a DJ at any part of your journey from any angle? Hey. And we can open it up to the chat as well. Any experiences you've had with people not knowing their limit because, you know, driving under the influence is not always the best thing and it can lead to some really, really detrimental situations. So should there be a limit to what people can drink on a night out? Should there be a breathalyzer that they do when they've had two or three drinks or the bartender is saying, you know what, mm, you're a bit shaky. Because you know people get rejected from entering a club if they look a bit shaky. Mm. So where does the, where's the line drawn? I would say yes to that question. If I can just throw it out there and start, I would say yes, there should be a limit. But my question is, or my issue is, or my, yeah, quandary or whatever is who polices that Mm. who is it who decides what that limit should be and who polices that limit is it the Mm. bar staff is it the friends the go with the person is it the security is it who polices that yeah that's the question for me 
Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. Wh- who, who, who's, whose responsibility is it to police Tiffany Haddish's drinking in the club? Yeah. The question for me is, hey, everybody, let's go out to the club. But there's only three drinks tonight because that's the club rules. Dead. Mm. Club's dead. Who's going out? Who's, go- who's going to that club? What you gonna? Get, uh, I'm only allowed three drinks in your club. Mm. Mm. Dead. No one's going. It can't be. You can't police that club life. I don't, I don't drink more than three drinks. No, that's no, no. that's what I'm saying. You, you as a single person, that's that's what I'm saying. Even I don't drink that much as I used to when I was younger because it was like slightly Dutch courage and a bit of you know what I mean vibe and whatever. And then you're partying with your people and you you whatever. Now I don't drink. Saturday, I had two lemonades. That was it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm on about, like, if you're talking about, are you talking about who, like, uh, pub, the public should have a drink minimum when going out? Nah. It's, it's hard to police, isn't it? It's very difficult nah, to police. it ain't going to work. It won't work. I mean, you, you mentioned about who, who would do it. So obviously, it's going to create um, a lot of... Arms com- Yeah. <laughs> a lot of confrontational discussions <laughs> to take place. So mm-hmm. um, I've shared before, you know, my, my wife's a bar supervisor at festivals and stuff like that. And day after brief, they have to say, if you feel like they've had too much, all you, all you do is tell them, you know, grab yourself a bottle of water and come back, come back later. But I can't serve you right now. Right. And, you know. How does that work? How well does that, does that work? Yes. I, think, I, think, I think the way yeah. it's pitched, the way it's pitched and presented, the, the right staff knows how to send that message. Right. You know, in a friendly, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm your mate, kind of. I'm looking yeah. out for you. But then they also know at any point they can look at security and go, and then it's not, it's not for them to deal with anymore. Security right. deal, deals with it. Right, right. So, so but again, I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's the way the message is sent. If it's like, no, I ain't serving you. you you're drunk. Go mm-hmm. away. That's mm-hmm. it's how the message is delivered. But the way it trains to deliver it. Yeah. That's it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what, mate? Grab yourself a bottle of water. Um, or the, you know, the only thing I'm serving you right now, mate, is a bottle of water. There you go. Come back in in an hour or so. You know, and you probably look at the friend to say, "Yo, you know, bring him back later on." But right yeah. now, I would, I I would can't love it as a DJ. I would love it if more venues would do that mm-hmm. um, because I, I can't stand having to deal with drunk. Why am I having to deal with drunk? I don't like having to deal with drunken people yeah. mm-hmm. when I'm working as a DJ. Yeah. You know, what I mean, yeah. they come around me with their drunken foolishness and. They want me to stop what I'm doing and fully engage them in conversation or mm. just just incoherent foolishness, stupidness. When I'm trying to be professional, yeah. be in my zone and I'm work and I'm working in real time and this tune's past where I want it to go and or the point where I want to mix it is coming up and you're you're messing up my thing. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I would like that I would like to see more venues do that so that I wouldn't have to be dealing with that foolishness. Sometimes I've had to call security to mm-hmm. come and deal with someone or sometimes I'm calling for security and nobody comes and I'm yeah. f- I'm left yeah. forced to having to deal with this foolishness so I would I would love it if more clubs and venues would actually do that yeah because I guess it's, it's everyone's got a different limit I guess yeah. So someone who can take 10 drinks and they still walk straight mm-hmm. and there's someone who could just one two drinks and they're gone mm-hmm. so maybe there's a little test they do when they're ordering that <laughs> You know, as a what level they're at. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like a police state. I hear what you're saying, but yeah, I think you know. You I think much? I think you know. I think you 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 just instinctively know if someone mm, just had it. too much. You know, you don't need to do no formal formal tests. You just know, man. You know, what I mean, when someone's slurring too much, or they're wavy, or they're 
you know someone's being a bit of a nuisance they're bouncing people too much or whatever you just kind of you, you mm. just know yeah. um, you remember that guy at casual brunch and we had to take him oh outside Lord. he he, he was one of those situations where this guy's having the party of his life but he's annoying everyone Everybody. yeah 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 it's always one you know what i'm saying my man's having the time totally of his life <laughs> my but, man's <laughs> deciding to go and 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 share this share his joy with, with everyone. everybody's woman in the place you know right mm, 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 till man mm, wanted to kill mm, him in there mm, we had to take him out and say bro listen nah mm-mm. whatever this man is saying to you, he's in his just dues to do it because the way he was going on if that was my woman i'm, I'm going to be vexed like him but yeah, man. this can't run in here we want you in here mm. with us, but yeah. you need to calm down. Like, mm. just hold a corner. You know what I mean? Have a have a soft drink and just whatever's riding you, just make it ride out because right now you're a problem. <laughs> you're a problem. Yeah, people go out and yourself, people man. go out and drink for so many different reasons. And mm. for us to to say that there should be a, a, a cap or a limit or whatever and so forth, I, as, yeah. as, I stand firm. I think that's way too yeah. far. You know what I mean? Because especially if Monday to Friday or whatever your working thing, you're not allowed to drink because you might be mm. using machinery or whatever, but you're mm. off at the weekend. Yeah. So you want to be sociable at the weekend. Yeah. And guess what? You might want to get tipsy. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you might get invited out to another party. Circumstances might change. Hey, I want to be part mm. of it. Let's go. Let's drink. Let's, let's have fun. Let's be sociable. You mm-hmm. can't put a finger on it, or it could be a celebration. Oh, I didn't know it was your birthday. Let's go out. Yeah, Where yeah. Where do you draw the limit, then, Butch? If you say that, that a there shouldn't be a limit, and people should be allowed to get tipsy. Where where do you draw the limit? Because when some people, when they get as you call it tipsy, they don't have no behaviour. I understand that, but that's not that's not my it's not my it's not my judgment to judge what a next person's doing in that respect. Yeah. Because if I want to go out and celebrate my bedroom's birthday and get slapped, no one's telling me nothing. Mm. Do you get it? Because it's my night control. out. It's me, go, it's me going out. Yeah. But yeah. I have control. I know when I am tipsy. I know when I am off my face. I know when, you know what I mean? It's up to the individual. I know that if I wanted, if it was a house party and I'm taking a cab home, I can get more, I drink a little bit more because I know what I'm doing. If I'm going out into central London or to a party, I would drink less, but I would still have drinks. Do you think if Tiffany Haddish um, had been drinking in this country and had knocked over your child Mm -hmm. while drinking do you think you would feel the same? In what sense? If she'd been drinking under the influence yes, she had knocked over your child? Yes. Do you think you would feel the same as what you do now? She knew her limit before she got into the car, so she committed a crime. She so knew that's her it. limit. Yeah, she passed the limit of being able to drive. And when she was breathalyzed, the cause for her knocking over my child is that she drank too much and was not in control of the vehicle. So I can sue you. I could do what I have to do. Yes, my child's hurt and all the sad stuff. But that you're talking about the drinking. Mm. What, what do you want me to do? Kill her? I can't do well, that. I no, guess I think small just, case I'm of, saying uh, I'm trying to get to what is the uh, the question I asked was what is the solution then? If you're saying that people shouldn't be there shouldn't be a limit yeah. and people should be allowed to get drunk, tipsy, whatever, mm-hmm. then what is the solution? Because 
the the what is the solution to situations to like managing that happening it. to managing it where people don't know their limits or themselves mm-hmm. and will go out and cause deaths will literally kill other people because they can't control themselves or they don't yeah. know their limits or they're going to come to a venue and create mm-hmm. mayhem for people at frictions mm-hmm. or come to myself and create mayhem in our mm-hmm. venues mm-hmm. what is the solution then if you think people should just be allowed to be tipsy okay they want uh, i'm gonna throw it back not throw it back but just understand something how many years has alcohol been around? You, ha, how many? Tell me. Thousands? Can I say thousands, honestly? Thousands? Yeah. And it's taxed by the government before we drink it. Correct? Yeah. 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 So the government know where the alcohol's going, where it is, how it's out there, and whatever. So it, it, haven't they put the onus on the individual on knowing what they drink? And now you're saying there should be a uh, police state law capping what they should be drinking when you're going out in public. That is moving into that that police state that that thingy thing, and I don't think I don't think that's the right way of doing things. There's a solution. There's a solution. Go on, go on, go on. What's your solution then? There's a solution, and it's it's for me. It's the same approach that the security take in terms of how how do you stop it becoming an issue for other people? If someone wants to get go out and get drunk. That's on them. They know, they should know their levels. No, yes, all all of that stuff. It's when mm-hmm. it starts, like in in our case, it's when it starts affecting other people and impacting mm-hmm. the event. Mm-hmm. Because you know, everyone who's going in that club, the majority, not everyone, the majority of people going in that club are going to have a drink and and are going to and want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Security only really kick in when they start getting out of order. They're there to serve a job. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's when it's 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 not about oh they're drinking let's get them out or they've, they've had more than three now get them out. It's mm-hmm. my man's had six and he's cool. My girl's had two and she's off. You get me? She's all over the mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Let's keep an eye on her. So I think the, I think the solution is or or the, the the guiding line. So it's not three drinks. It's not you know this much um, alcohol volume or mm-hmm. units whatever they call it. It's based on your behaviour. If you start causing a problem for this dance messing with a dj touching up girl mm-hmm. going on now we need to intervene and say yo bro or whoever you've had too much right so i like use yellow card you're saying watching what people do and, and so but right it's behavior so now that's different it, to the driving no no that's, no it's different to the driving i just want to know the scenario the driving is throwing, self-governance yeah we're throwing the, the scenario in different ways yeah in certain venues one security guard can actually watch up to or is responsible for a ratio of between 15 to 50 people. Mm. Yeah, it can happen depending on the size of the event. Mm-hmm. So how is one security guard going to watch 50 individuals mm. drinking? It's not about the drinking, it's the behaviour. That's what I'm saying. No, but that's what I'm trying to say. How, 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 how are they going to... The same way... That's what I'm saying. Exactly the, exactly the same way he's doing it now. He's looking out for ruckus. He's looking out for, yo, there's some movement of... He's just being that's observant. He's there. people in the place. That's get the minority me? of people in the place. If there's one yeah, so, so that's what I'm saying. If there's one individual, that's what yeah. security is there for. So it's not, it's not based on the alcohol. They're it's already based on there. the behaviour. Yeah, but that's what they do, don't they, already? Yeah. That, exactly, that's what I'm saying. So that's the solution. If you're saying, like, in this situation now, what's the solution? It's it, it's not um, limiting how much people drink when they go out. You can drink what you want when you go out. Like you said, yeah. you can't tell me how much I can drink when I go out. However, yeah. if... And I've, I see it. You get me? I see where, where are my, my um, residential. I see mm-hmm. it there. There are people who we they know and we know. Keep your eye on my man, because once it starts, it's going to... 
it could get facts, messy. Facts, you get facts, me? yeah. So facts. as much as there's 300 people in there, or however many people in there, there's security now. Okay, boom. Yeah, watch my man. Watch if, my man. If it's spotted, if it's yeah, spotted. and that's if the due diligence of like of that. of staff, management, and security. If you've got a big dance like that, you're not necessarily going to see. You're not going to see. You're not yeah. necessarily going to see when yeah. that thing kicks up in the middle of the the middle of the dance. Yeah. Or and by which time? Oops. Oh, oh, oh no. It could be too late. You understand? So. Am yeah. I gone? You did. No, you're back, back now. now. You're, you're, you're kind of back. Oh, kind of back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's let's have some of the comments. So, some good comments coming up in the chat here. Um, Kizzy Wizzy says there's too much revenue to be lost. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand how people even get to to that level. Um, you never know what someone is going through. Diz, Mr. Diesel says, Kizzy was you never know what someone is going through. A lot of them get mashed up to forget. Mm-hmm. Um, Kizzy Wizzy agrees and said very yeah. good points. Um, Kizzy says, I don't like it when I go out and don't feel like any and don't feel like any alcohol and people are trying to shove it down you or frown upon you for not wanting alcohol 100%. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, Diva, ha- go on, Dave. I was going to say, um, Friction had to re- refuse drinks the other day. Mm. I very rarely refu- refuse a drink, but like I said, for Saturday nights, I was given probably five. Dr- I never bought one drink for myself. Mm. You know what I mean? The only drink I bought was a bottle of water. But throughout the night, it's like, yo, you're not asking me for one one. It's like, yo, there you go. Do you get me? And a lot of times it's it's out of respect or whatever it might be. Do you get what I'm saying? And it gets to the point where you just start putting them to the side like, right. That's the one. That's the one. Because I, you know, playing in in venues where alcohol is on tap for you because you are working there. Mm. Especially like a chip shop where the DJ spot is, <laughs> is literally <laughs> literally behind the bar. Yeah. You're literally playing the from behind. There. The and, man's and pulling pints right here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry bro, sorry. Right, literally, literally. So drinks are always flowing and we have this thing in chip shop where the, the staff have this thing where you, you, you all have a shot and it's like a it's like a family thing and you all, you all have to do it basically. So drinks is always flowing, but and people always wanting to buy you drink, buy you drink, buy you drink, and so all the time I keep saying, boy, I'm, I don't really drink, you know. And people like some people take, no, people take offence when mm. I say, boy, I don't really drink. They feel like you're shunning them, so I'll accept it. And but they, that's, I got shown to just do what you said, just put them to one side. You can accept it, so mm. they don't feel mm. away, but just put it to one side. You don't have to drink <laughs> it. Um, yeah. Diva has come up with a great point. Says have a zero policy for drinking and driving and a heavyweight jail sentence. I think that's a great idea. I think that would be a huge deterrent, more than the taxing thing and whatever, than if people mm. know, sir, you, you, you get caught under that, you're going to face a heavy a heavy um, jail sentence. This, Mr. Diesel says, I don't think there is a solution. Mm-hmm. People will just go to somewhere that allows them to drink what they want. Also, what stops them from doing the same thing at home mm-hmm. than going out, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think doing it at home is... There's no way you can police what someone does in their home. Not at all. I think in a in a venue, um, in a public venue, I think that's something very different because there are there are there's members of the public to mm. to consider around you and other people they're working and you know their events and their livelihoods like your events, my re- events or whatever is being affected. So I think that's slightly different in your in your yard. But 
Anyway, uh, Miss G says some people don't know their limits. Yes, that's why they can't remember what they did in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got thrown out. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diva says France has strict um, drink driving rules. It will mm. be interesting to know, um, you know, the, their stats in com- in terms of their DUI stats hmm. um, compared to America's and the UK's. If if that is true. Mm. there's there's technology out there already it's already out there but it's not being used how it should be used if a if a country's gonna moan about like alcohol and everything else every every car comes with a breathalyzer how about that because it's out there like just um, just just immobilizer it will not start if it's and you blow and it says you've had too much your car will not start the technology's there Right. Find a way. People exactly. Find a way. Mm. So this is what I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to say. Them, you know what the things that blow the um the yeah, old the bellow. This is what I'm saying. Let me pay, let me pay. But, you know the homeless man on the on the side who gets the money in the club. Yo, Bridget, blow. Come here. <laughs> here for me. And give him give him the power. And, and this is what I'm trying to say. So so car manufacturers spending all of that money to make it part of the car mm. for other people to go and blowing it is a waste of money. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not going to work for the car. As, Just go, as go. a DJ, I would, I would love for, for there to be, you know, more, more, um, um, more stringency in place in the DJ in, in the club. Sorry, because I don't like it. I don't mm. like being in a position where I am having to deal with drunken people who do not know their limits, who cannot control themselves. But they might be celebrating life, bro. I don't give a rasta. I don't give <laughs> yeah, a rasta. Nah, I, 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 I think that's a security I, issue. We're not, we're not. a security, security issue. issue if they, if they were troubling the bar stuff like getting, that. I am getting forced. When they're yeah. bringing it to me, yeah. I am now You've got to deal with it. I have to deal with it. Now. And as I you said, it's a security issue. Right. And sometimes I've called security and they will come. And there's mm. other times when I've called for security and no security's coming. Yeah. And if that was a bar, if that was a bar stuff and it didn't turn up, that would be an issue. But because right. you're the DJ or because maybe it's not because if, if it was a female DJ, if it was a five foot four, you get me? Mm-hmm. Blonde mm-hmm. play would be playing. Looking at, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would they be quick to intervene? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, he's right. He's hit it on the head. They yeah. should have the same blanket thing. Yeah, and I think on the other side of it, the bar staff need to, you know, if you can't remember faces... If you can't remember faces and you're not vigilant to even while you're pouring, look up the bar and, and notice, right, he's come to me, come to him and, and come to her. Oh, you're trying to be smart with it. Like, you don't know who's coming to your bar and getting thingy, then then allow it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was working in the bar, you need you, you knew the customers or exactly what you said. Watch out for John. He's in tonight. He might have a bit. Da, da, da. Watch out for Grey Jacket. He's, he's bought two bottles and... And he's on, you know what I mean? Or mm. that girl's coming, it's, it's her birthday, so watch it, you know what I mean? Make sure you check the toilets and make sure they're all right, or, you know what I mean? You get warned. Everyone's got to be on top of the game. When you're when you're um, running an event, is there's that side of health and safety that, you know, you have to have briefings and talkings about how to stay vigilant, how to stay above things and so forth. And I think that, it, like, if that level of, commitment of of doing that isn't to your standard or to a standard of safety then people should get reported i played at this bar this bar does the and they had no care they had people vomiting the toilets expose them and let them get there yeah the venue expose them expose them i think that's disgusting 
I think people should be able to come out, have a good time, drink whatever they want and leave safety without causing any problems. You know what I mean? That's, that's what you should be able to do. And yes, if you want to, you know, go over your limits or whatever, not being funny, you should have people around you. How about that? No one really goes out by themselves. There should be people around you that says, hear what, mate? Stop. You've had enough. Even before, like, you're going to get us thrown out, mate. Look, calm down, sit down, you know what? sober up. Thing, that was the thing that, that, that made, that when I, last time I had to do with it, that was the thing that made some people have to sober up, which goes back to the, the what's the word I'm looking for? You know, not, the, the, not a, a rule or some kind of penance, some kind of penalty. Mm. Some mm -hmm. kind of penalty. It's mm. only when I called security and I was like, p these girls were looking at getting kicked out. Mm. When they were facing that, then they're fixed up. They're fixed up. Yeah. Then they're fixed up. Talking, talking, talking wasn't yep. working for them. Yeah. Right? Because as far as they're concerned, like what you say, um, it's our birthday, we're, we were at partying, we're celebrating it's our mm -hmm. birthday. Mm -hmm. that, so th that doesn't mean that you have license to behave in any way you want. Mm -hmm. That does not mean you have license to come and interfere with me when I'm trying to do my work. Mm -hmm. You understand? So I don't buy mm -hmm. that. But when they were facing penalty, a strict penalty, mm -hmm. then they, they fixed up quickly. Well, you know, I, I shouldn't have to deal with all of that. No, we shouldn't. Not at all. No, no. From a DJ perspective in the box, no, no way. Yeah, I mean, um, another way that alcohol affects me, though, in a, in a, in a slightly different turn is the what is where I, I now don't drink when I'm playing out because I like to stay, stay, stay mm. straight. So that whole thing that we used to have before where the drinks are always flowing, flowing, flowing. Sometimes I used to I used to drink before just to give myself a bit of Dutch courage before mm. I went on to my set because believe it or not, I, I, I always get nervous when I'm going to go and do a set. Mm. Or all now I get nervous. So sometimes I used to just lick back a drink and use that to loosen up or whatever. But mm -hmm. the risk I found was there was one time I did an event and the alcohol was free alcohol on tap. Free rum, free, free rum punch was just flowing <laughs> at this event. And um, I feel I had too much to drink. I felt that I'd had just a little bit too much to drink. But my concern was I wasn't sure whether or not I was showing that. You mm -hmm. understand? So when I'm talking to the promoters and, and the event organizers and whatever, I wasn't sure if I was slurring or they could recognize <laughs> that, that I was drunk because they they didn't book me again after that. Mm. So I'm like, was I was I too drunk? Uh, you know what? You much? know what? He didn't hear his mixes. I bet he was crying or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he was totally unaware. And he's standing up there with his hand out. Is he looking all right? <laughs> He, he accidentally knocked, knocked the mixer into reverse. I'm hamster style and didn't realise. What he's doing in the headphones head. is what's still playing. His head. <laughs> so you were DUI. Yeah. Oh, exactly. DJing yes. under the influence. DJing under the yes. influence. Let, let, yes, man. Trying to pick up, up his check that. and he's still got his headphones on and the man is there. We need some examples of DUI. DJing under the influence. <laughs> I, I can share one. My, mine was my sister's graduation party and um, we had a bottle of Henny behind the booth and there was um, them times we was playing off CDs like you had your vinyls and but you had like actual it was you put the, something in yeah, the yeah, CD yeah, yeah. Yeah? the tray yeah. or push yes, it in the tray yeah. yeah or you push it whatever yeah and obviously them times mine was burning hard like burning CDs for joke mm. and um, I played Super Thug um, 
and oh, Nori. Noriega. Oh. You know, it's got a helicopter oh. at the beginning. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was scratched. The CD was scratched. So I'm thinking oh. it's the intro. It's going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the tune. I'm thinking, yeah, man. This is the, the anticipation when it drops. Yeah, it's gonna come in. in it's a gonna, minute. it's yeah. gonna go off. <laughs> Someone comes and says, "Yo, the CD scratched, man. What's, what's up with you?" <laughs> like, oh. And then obviously you got to forward into. Got to forward into the track. It was just terrible, man. So that that was my lesson. Yeah. So now I, I refuse as many drinks as possible. Yeah, um, before I likewise. do my sets. Once I do my sets, bring them on. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson abroad. Well, not learned my lesson. I think I I know my limit. I, I I got to learn my limit abroad, because it was exactly that. You're in. I was in Greece. Mm. I was in a club. I had two two hours for my set after the warm-up DJ, so I was doing the main set from two till four. Like, like it was all the bars shut by one, so everyone was getting the club by that time. And um, there was loads of birthdays, and, and my guys came over from the UK. So, you know what I mean? It was my time of showing off, whatever. They had their uh, Metaxa, which is their whiskey, like their JD. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. I, count, I counted seven. I had seven of those, and that was back in the day when I used to drink Coke. I'm telling you now, and I'm I'm gonna be honest, it was one of the most powerful, like emotional, fun-filled sets that I ever. I'm on about when I looked at my CD case, I didn't put nothing back in its place. <laughs> Everything was all over the place, just sure. dashing. I was on some bad man juggling thing. You know what I mean? I was I was killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it, and. Yeah, it wasn't. It, I, I went home and, and chucked my face off. I ain't gonna lie. That's that's what happened. Um, but you know, it, uh, there are certain times where I've had a drink as Dutch courage, and it's made me catch my vibe, and then I've expressed that vibe through the music. Do you get what I'm saying? Having that vibe, what being on the same level. But now, don't need it because I've you know, as I said, that was earlier on in my twenties. Now I can you know, I mean, focus in that way. But back then, you got a thousand people in the club. You know, I mean, it's your first time in a resident in a different island. I was nya, 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 trying to keep up with everyone and be the lad. And yeah, it was wild. Mr. Diesel says, I'm not going to lie. I've had some top nights, broke up DJ. Yeah. <laughs> Real yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah. Let's <up>, Mr. Diesel. <laughs> yeah. House parties. Those are the ones that I'm, I feel more comfortable drinking in. If you're talking about alcohol, I love. You I can say house drink house music alcohol. or in a house party in a yard. You mean a house party in a yard? Okay. A house party in a yard because I know I'm I'm cabinet home. I'm local or whatever. You know what I mean? I can just I'm with people of people and family and people and cousins and rare rare rare. I can get a little tipsy and and catch a little vibe and and do my thing and everything like that. But five miles out of the area, mm -mm, ain't happening. <laughs> just back up Diesel's point there one of the best lives I ever saw was Diesel half pints and a bottle of rum <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I don't know whose birthday it was I don't know what they were celebrating but I'm sure it was a school night as well and <laughs> yeah man they were going off man I'm sure I fell asleep and woke up and it was still on <laughs> probably 3 o'clock in the morning going for it <laughs> oh gosh alright fellas well, it's uh, just, 10 um, past 11 we seen Dave. 
just to round off the, the alcohol section, um, just a few helplines and pieces of information in case anybody has an issue record they want to try and resolve. There's Drink Chat, which is a free online chat service for anyone looking for information or advice about their own or someone else's drinking. They're available from 9am to 2pm on weekdays. There's Drink Line, a free confidential helpline for anyone who's concerned about their drinking. 0300-123-1110. And there's We Are With You, formerly Adaction, a UK treatment agency helping individuals and families and communities to manage the effects of drug and alcohol misuse. Their line is 0808-801-0750. You can find those on the drinkaware.co.uk website. Nice one, Dave. Thanks a lot, sir. Nicely done. And a great way to end off this evening's session. Wonderful. Thank you so much uh, to everyone in the chat. Thank you to all the comments that you posted this evening. Um, thanks for joining the conversation with us. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us and joining the conversation. Uh, 12 hours, Diesel said it was 12 hours. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> mm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fell asleep while it was still on. Um, salute to our brothers uh, Friction, Butch mm-hmm. Cassidy, Dave Knight. Salute to Grown Fox Grooves, uh, Mr. Diesel, Technical. Yes, yes. Uh, my name is DJ Crook. We are the Real Soundcheck Podcast here every Monday, 9 p.m. UK time. All right. Um, hopefully, we we'll catch you back here soon. Uh, catch us throughout the week. Uh, live stream and I'll catch us in a dance wherever we're playing um, I'll be back on tomorrow evening and uh, don't forget we've got Terry Walker Re- let me just remind people because some people are still not paying attention <laughs> One Nation is not on Friday this week just Saturday this week people, some people are still now read the thing even if it's a big big Saturday upon the thing alright please know <laughs> it is not Friday. It is Saturday. Saturday this Mm. week. All right. Saturday. One Nation is on Saturday this week. Okay. Not Friday. Friday. I am at uh, Market House with Mr. Thing. Uh, It's just vibes. Christmas Thing. Saturday is One Nation. We have Grown Folks Grooves. Uh, Mr. Diesel and uh, Terry Walker doing a live PA on Saturday at Red Sea. Okay. Please. Saturday. (laughs) And Butch Cassidy. Who? Porsche, 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 Cassidy. Who's Porsche Cassidy? <laughs> Eugene. <laughs> That's why it sounds like you said Porsche, Porsche Cassidy because he was whispering. What are you saying, Butch? Oh, no, no, I might come down. I didn't know it was Saturday. Yeah, that, yeah, that might yeah. me come shake a leg, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This Saturday, okay? Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. All right. Um, all right, brothers. Um, salute to each and every one of you people in the chat salute have a blessed rest of your evening and uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon stay blessed have a blessed rest of your week bye we outie good night, good night. Peace. 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 peace 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 peace